listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Something I pride the Pharmacy Podcast Network on is bringing to our markets, bringing to our listeners new innovations, not only in what is the role of the pharmacist, how is it evolving, but my sweet spot where I started from was technology and specifically pharmacy management systems for long-term care pharmacy jettison into the future. Remember all of the consulting applications that came out to help pharmacists manage those types of conditions that a consultant pharmacist needed to be able to put in the information, access information, and then turn around and be able to make um, decisions and solutions and sharing that information with physicians. I'm excited today. RPH Ally, a partner of the Pharmacy Podcast Network since its inception and beginning, the one and only Dr. Sean Bajornal, um is here with us, uh, Sean um, Always saying your last name incorrectly. <laughs> Bjorndal. Bjorndal. The Viking the Viking in me is screaming, but it's it's okay, Todd. It's like baby Bjorn. You can say that nice and easy, right? But, it, but but you put a DAL after that. It's like Bjorndal. Yeah. Anyways. It's all good. Hey, but... <laughs> all right. Oh no, I'm uh, thank you, Todd. Thank you for the platform. I always love talking to you and, and just all the work you do for all of us pharmacists and in the pharmacy world and the technicians as well. So love, love, love your partnership and love your, you know, your enthusiasm to make make it all go and be better. Um, I want to introduce uh Jessica Lunsoff. Um she she created Tamboos. Uh, I'm gonna let her speak to that, but it's it's something that we thought it, you know. Asha and Kevin and I have been have been working with Jessica now for months, and it was something we we saw a valuable partnership that we could bring to pharmacists that you know in the consulting in the in in the consulting pathways that would be like okay we we need to make it easier for pharmacists to do this if we want pharmacists to get out into this space. So, um, with that said, Todd, I'm going to kick it back to you to kind of kick us off on the for the podcast. Well, yeah, and I also want to say um, thank you to uh, Kevin um, for being here too. Kevin Walker, the one and only, um, welcome to the show. And this is something that's going to be reoccurring. So co-host, host, who knows what Kevin's going to be doing, but you're always uh, welcome here and uh, your insights are are amazing and you bring, um, you bring a new inspiration to our PH Ally. So thanks for being here, Kevin. Hey, no, totally appreciate you, buddy. Sorry, my uh, my voice is sounding <clears throat> not not as beautiful as it usually does. Um, but dealing with a little bit of a cold here, um, but really excited. Jess and I, uh, we we hit it off very quickly. Uh, just getting to know her and kind of her entire story behind Tambus, uh, her having her nursing background, and me in the hospital setting and the long term care setting. We just had a lot of commonalities that we hit across. Everything from transitional care medicine to some of the lack of patient care and advocacy inside of healthcare and the things that she's created with her team um, is is just really exceptional not only for the in the pharmacy world and healthcare but also for patients to be able to own their own their own healthcare records their own ability to take care of themselves and their families and uh, it's just it's something very personally special to me not only because i you know really believe in everything that Jess and her team are doing 
Uh, but also because I've, I've lived through those exact same moments, like every healthcare provider has, and every person has the frustrations that we've hit when it comes to dealing with our current healthcare system. So really excited to have your Jess on here with us and uh, her to tell us a little more about her story, but thanks so much, Todd, for having us really appreciate you. Absolutely. Jess, we keep talking about you and you're sitting there quietly and we thank you um, for your patience and um, what you've done. And this is an entry into consultant pharmacy. And let me tell you what, it's, it's going to explode in 2023 and beyond. I cannot wait. 305, 100,000 active pharmacists in the United States, uh, not even mentioning uh, Canada and other parts of the world. And I I guarantee there's going to be 10, if not 20% of them who are going to become consultant pharmacists in the future. So let's talk about you, Jess. Let's let's hear a little bit on your background as well as um, the platform that you've, uh, that you've developed. Absolutely. Well, it's really great to be here today. And uh, Kevin, Sean, it's been a pleasure getting to know you guys. I have not met you, but I've definitely felt your energy from a distance and, you know, the the change that pharmacists are making and you guys are spearheading that is just phenomenal. And Todd, it's really nice, you know, to, to see what you're doing as well and to meet you here today. So yeah, I'll get into a little bit about the story. The story is kind of a a good one, but a difficult one in the December season, just because of, uh, you know, what had gone on in, in my history to what led me to to build Tamboos. And the name is actually what, where, where it all came from. And I want to shout out to two lovely ladies that have since passed on from cancer, but uh, they were my grandma and my mom. So Tina Tamming and Yvonne DeVoost. And when you take those two pieces of their last name, you put it together to create Tamboos. And Tamboos is ultimately really about connecting all the pieces and connecting and care coordination and, you know, really looking at the big picture of somebody's healthcare outcomes as opposed to just the silos and fragments and, and uh, you know, the different ways that it goes. So that's ultimately why Tamboos was made. But it goes deeper than that. I mean, I was very, 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 very close to my mom and my grandma, and I do have a nursing background. I worked as a nurse for multiple years in an eMERGE setting. I worked as a home care nurse. I worked as a long-term care facility nurse. When you talk about long-term care, Todd, it resonates with me. I mean, I decided that I never, ever wanted to be a long-term care nurse again when I worked long-term care because you didn't have the time to spend with the seniors. You didn't have the time to you know, um, really give them the dignity that was required while they were in their last ages of state stages of aging. Uh, but when my mom got diagnosed with cancer and it was around Christmas time in 2016, uh, she got diagnosed in the eMERGE. Uh, since that day, she moved in with me and she had stage four multiple myeloma, which if anybody knows anything about multiple myeloma has multiple comorbidities within it. It's a blood cancer that's deep within your uh, bone marrow. It's very difficult to treat. And uh, she ended up having a mutating uh, multiple myeloma that uh, decided to rear its ugly head every year around Christmas for three years after that. And we did everything to, uh, we did every clinical trial. We tried every pharmaceutical. She she would get better. She had bone marrow transplant and it would just come back 
and unfortunately she passed away January 1st of 2020. But during that period of time, I really, you know, it was such an eye opener to see how fragmented our system is, how taxing it is on a caregiver and the patient, especially to repeat their sad story over and over again, to, you know, have in access to their health information, to be going to different hospitals and nobody's communicating. And it, there's just so many errors that were being made. And it, it turned out that me as a caregiver, which ultimately I would say I'm pretty expert in the healthcare industry, was struggling to manage all this on, you know, not on my own. We had lots of family members, but it was just a really stressful period of time. So during that time of of the caring, I figured there's got to be something better. And I went into some really simple technology fixes that I thought would just make somebody's life easy. And to be honest, I don't ever admit to being good at technology. Technology is is kind of something that was foreign to me. And if you ask my kids, I shouldn't touch a computer or any type of handheld device. But I thought, you know what, it's the way the world is going. And I, I had to figure it out. So we started, I started drawing it on a napkin and saying, you know what, what would make it better? What are, what are the easy, simplest pieces for a caregiver and a patient to have in order to, you know, have a better healthcare outcome? So it's really kind of a heartfelt story that why Tambus was made. And I could probably go on for multiple hours about the inefficiencies in healthcare and the need for solutions to look at the big picture as opposed to just a little picture. Uh, but yeah, that's why I built it. I think the beginnings of the um, of the organization and um, the the tie back to um, to even pharmacy school um, with uh, with your your partner Stacy is special. Um, and I think that your understanding of care at the bedside is also extremely special and meaningful to the build out of this platform. So in a, in a verbalizing rather than um, being that this is a podcast, kind of give um, the, the pharmacist out there listening right now um, an idea of, of what this system is intended to do to um, pull everything together so the the pharmacist has it at their fingertip but then in charting and or documenting they're able to assure that they're um that they're capturing the information that's necessary um in consultancy as well as um you know you, your your vision to tie this into other systems um share that with our listeners as well yeah for sure i think our patient platform is built on four pillars of health, we call them, which ties into the professional platform, which the pharmacist would be using for their consultant practice. And it's a very secure, and when I talk about security, we have taken security into utmost importance. So we we house our information um, through a HIPAA and PHIPAA secure cloud. And also uh, even the transfer of information is secure. So that's that's one thing that is is quite the worry out there. Who's going to get my information, especially if it's you know all in one spot. So we are secure. And on that, you can share vital information such as the biggest information for patients to be sending to you know uh, clinicians is how are you feeling? What are you doing today? What have you ate? What are your vital signs? 
And also then the next step, and that's what we call my journal. And that's a feature that you can share that information at the click of a button securely uh, with people on your team. But then we took it to the next step and we took it to where can you hold all of your secure documents? Secure documents are so many different things. You're talking about lab reports, you're talking about um, pharmaceutical reports, you're talking about uh, x-rays, you name it. Where can we ho hold this all securely and where can we share this securely? So we call that our personal data trust. And we also are integrating with existing electronic health record systems so that that information can seamlessly go in so you don't have to retrieve it or request it. And then uh, the pharmacist can actually just get all that information in one spot and, and basically be able to see the whole picture and uh, share it with other uh, potential vendors as well. The other one is my health profile. And this one's really near and dear to my heart. And I, I don't know why it, it just doesn't seem like rocket science, but my health profile is where you can put all your, you know, your health questionnaire in one spot and you can actually seamlessly share that to multiple people at once. You don't have to repeat your story over and over again because so many people ask the same questions over. And why can't we just have that shared and be having other professionals add to it when things are changing so that point of entry doesn't have to be by the patient so it could be from uh, other people in your healthcare team and that can be building that you know those simple four pillars of health that evidently empowers that patient with their health information and that gives them control to share it which i think from a clinician standpoint, if you focus on that individual and you are empowering them and educating them, then you know tenfold they're going to want to work with you, because I've seen it in in a lot of the professionals that we work with. Clients are satisfied when they feel empowered. So when I'm listening to Jess, um, I'm thinking of the pharmacist out there who does want to dig in to their patients' needs that have hypertension or diabetes or they're they're just starting a new cancer medication and that pharmacist has an opportunity to say to the patient hey i'm going to be able to ha help you navigate your condition and um in in and even improve uh your the way that you feel every day based on things that pharmacists just understand about medication interactions as well as your diet as well as you know becoming a healthcare coach beyond just a you know, a pharmacist or the traditional thought of what a pharmacist is. So how does the pharmacist plug into this system specifically, knowing that, um, you know, even in the United States, for example, we have so many suffering with chronic conditions, kind of give our pharmacist listening how this system could become uh, something that they use every day in their own practice. So yeah, each pharmacist would create a, basically a management tool that they could use for their clients. And they would all have their patients listed there. And then they would send over to their patients a login that they would log in and start being able to share securely information back and forth. So it would be a client management tool that inevitably gives the client the information and vice versa will give the pharmacist the information. For instance, when you were just speaking about, uh, you know, looking at the whole picture, uh, I know Kevin and I go back into our 
you know, geriatricians, I mean, they're, they're one of the people that need to see the whole picture of a senior when you can take that, that to a pharmaceutical level and you can see because they're on 30 different pills and they're having all these symptoms and their family is complaining about this and the PSWs are complaining about this. Like that's where the, the, the pharmacist can use this tool uh, to really evaluate that and take a deep look in as to what's going on with the patient. I like the network too. the 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 dietitian that's out there, the uh, therapist that's out there, someone that is re in rehabilitation. Um, maybe there was a fall involved, so now the 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 senior is is on a, a short term uh, medication uh, to to you know um, battle um, inflammation or something. Regardless, there's that team environment that you can buy authorization. And by security, open up um, the information to another care provider, including, like you were saying, uh, family, um, people that were uh, deemed secure per se. Um, does this live on the cloud, for example, from an from an infrastructure perspective? And then also talk to us about integration with other systems like a Medispan database that we have access to medications. Like right now, today, in the development of the system. Um, tell me how that all works together. Mm -hmm. Well, the integrations has always been something I've been making sure we had in the roadmap because manual entry is something that is time consuming and also is foreign for patients or caregivers to do. It's It's evidently that we don't want to have to do that. We want it to manually be done for us. So over the last year and a half, I've been building with a team an integration hub or an integration umbrella. So now that we've built it, we can actually seamlessly integrate with existing systems that have allowed us to. And with the new you know, fire regulations, which that term, I don't even really know myself, but supposedly you can easily integrate with, you know, the EPICs or, you know, the Cerner's or the point-click cares, which we have integrated with point-click care, and we're on the route to Cerner. And it's difficult because there's a ton of uh, record systems out there, but we want to figure out which ones would be the top 10 that we want to integrate with first. So to be honest, if somebody comes to us and says, this is a platform we need information from, we can easily hook up to their APIs or connect into that. That information will just flow in securely. Now talk to us about the aspect of the time allotted to each patient that the the, the pharmacist is, is working with. And we have uh, differences of health system um, between Canada and the United States, for example, but um, if there's a consult taking place, are you helping a pharmacist to understand their time management in a 15-minute increment or a 30-minute review or a 60-minute review, whatever that is, in order for them to start thinking about, now, how do I bill my time uh, so I know what I'm documenting, what I'm sharing, uh, collaboration with someone else, for example, and that continues to be part of the the specific the specifics around that patient's life and that where that patient is is living within uh, Tambos. So, 
Talk to our listeners about that aspect of consultancy too. So there is differences in the Canadian and U.S. healthcare industry. Yeah. We work off of in Ontario OHIP, so we uh, we where I see the value and where I've seen it actually happen is that a patient can send the information prior to you know a physician appointment or a pharmacist appointment, so they can review it and. Maybe Sean or Kevin, you can touch base on this afterwards, but the value that it has up here in the north is that appointments that typically would take an hour and a half for the patient to repeat their story and go over things over and over again are now taking 20 minutes, which if it's a fee for service, that might be a different case. But ultimately, I built this for the patient. So a patient to be more satisfied with less repetition and so forth is a is a client that's going to come back more often. So here in Canada, we've seen the value of efficiencies within the healthcare system of having this information on hand. Uh, but uh, maybe Sean, you or Kevin, if you're feeling up to it, want to help out with this one? Yeah, of course. Um, no, I think it's a really good question, Todd. And it's... Um it's rather applicable right now with a lot of things happening in both RPM and RTM codes and CPT codes in general. We're seeing more and more kind of pressure from potentially CMS and incident to billing coming back to us to measure our time and validate our time in some way, shape or form. And there's a lot of great software companies out there that are doing medical or pharmacy billing, you know, related things, which I appreciate. And, you know, some of them are um, really close friends. So the one thing that I think is a differentiator, though, what Jess is putting together and why we partnered here is really on the basis of that consultancy is really faced, as Jess mentions, back at the patient. So even though inside of the documentation elements that the team has built inside of Tamboos, you can record different elements of the care that you're providing and have a written record of what you're doing, which can include time the you know the entire point of the like the Tamboos platform for the pharmacist team or for the patient is is to consolidate all that information into one place one easy access point so when i think of use cases todd and then jess and uh, sean please tell me if you guys have more but in my mind i'm thinking back when i was in the er and i had a patient coming in and i had no idea what they were on i had zero ideas what medications they were on i don't know what their med history was i'm just i am flying blind hoping to be able to find some things and make enough phone calls to be able to do what i really want to do for this patient right and they could have something like this that gave me all that information in one place um, or it could be at the community pharmacy and i'm thinking I wish I had those labs. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Every community pharmacy in this nation wishes they had those labs. And now there's a way for you to be able to have those labs from, from a really easy, convenient source. And your patients can feel empowered by it because they own it. Um, I feel like those are the those are the real locations that you know the benefit can be had. And inside of those circumstances, even talking about billables, which you know to me is it's just part of the conversation, you know, that we have to have, I think, especially in modern independent um, healthcare. MTM services and the things that are currently happening in multiple states, um, especially when we're looking at services that are happening at the Medicaid level, 
people as opposed to the Medicare or CMS levels that are controlled by the states. You're seeing higher levels of reimbursement for some of these services that necessitate you to gather records from patients. What better way to gather those records from patients than have it all in one spot? You know, mm -hmm. easy for you to be able to review, easy for you to be able to collate. You can then go back and forth with that patient saying, you know, Mrs. Jones or, you know, Mr. Stevens, we noticed that you said your OTC was this, but you're actually taking this um, and making sure those are correct records because that is a real difficulty in every every level of care from transitional med, med practice, excuse me, is going from one acute care center to a rehab center back to home and hoping and praying that there is some way to navigate that system without hurting the person even worse than they came into the initial acute care visit with. And I think one thing that has to happen, Todd, and just seeing your face is telling me this is true, you have to have some kind of piece of information that can be held with that individual throughout the entire journey. And uh, I feel like that's been missing for far too long. And we've been trying to patch it together with one system's patient portal or another system's patient portal. But guess what? Then they go to another system or they see another group. None of that's connected and they don't have any ownership. And I think that's the, uh, that's, that's the key. Absolutely. And the reason why you saw, obviously listeners can't see my facial expressions when I'm smiling, but um, the reason why I got so excited to interview you, Jess, was under your uh, Tamvos uh, website, there's the team section and it, building that team includes the family, the friends, the healthcare professionals. And you mentioned family and friends before even the HCPs. And I applauded you. And the reason is, is I think of my friend and uh, one of the biggest podcasters in healthcare, uh, Matthew Zachary, who um, who has off script media. And he was a cancer uh, patient and he's a survivor uh, when he was very young um, and, and up through his uh, early 20s. And he beat it. And he said the healthcare system sucked. He hated it. He swears a lot. He uses the F word. <laughs> he has a very, you have to listen to his podcast. He's amazing. But now he's a, he's a patient um, advocacy champion. And I should say warrior because he has a sword and he, he fights for patients and double checks um, insurance companies and, and, and strange uh, systems that hold back healthcare from happening. Your system involves people that aren't normally involved in healthcare, which is the family and the friends and the people who understand what the patient is feeling and going through, and they get to feel like they're part of it, which they are part of it. And now this is included in the readouts or the notes that the pharmacist or the physician or the nurse can read up on and understanding health for the patient from another perspective, which really gives you a much more holistic global view of that patient rather than it being all about a CPT code or a double check code or some kind of billing co code, which is very cold and it, and it makes things much more transactional rather than value-based care, which is what we're moving towards instead of transactional care, which, which is what we're still part of, you know, it's still, um, you know, tied to the prescription, uh, the pharmacist pay, is all about that dispensing. And that's not what a PharmD is. It's about, you know, really unraveling the complexity of what a patient is going through in the specific treatment that they're going through. So this system is encapsulating some of the 
team members of the of the uh, team for healthcare that weren't included. So I applaud you, Jess, for that. Yeah, that's a. Uh, you just you said it right on. It's the family. It's the the people that are gonna get them out of that healthcare event. You know, like so many times when somebody's going through a cancer, and I'm I'm glad he is advocating now with that sword because we need more of those. But uh, it's it's too often that they're just so engulfed in the the you know the depression of being sick and the people in their healthcare circle that are the clinicians are that's all they talk about with them right so they need to have those friends that you know they're not having to repeat that story from that clinician to their friends and family because now they're in the same circle of depression of this consistent cycle but if it can be sent to them prior to them having tea or going out for dinner so it's not the the main focus of conversation so they can actually talk about you know the sports or something that is not their cancer would be a, a much better dinner time as opposed to what is is happening when it's just you know engulfed in sickness accessing the information specific to the patient is going to be extremely important to a consultant pharmacist out you know, either in the home or at the bedside or uh, nursing uh, home, uh, assisted living center, um, even a healthcare center in the community. So when I think of what um, what Kevin was sharing with regards to lab collection, is this a PDF that is attached to the record? Is it an API that's looking to the EHR system that's pulling in information? Talk to us about the um, the aspect of collecting data that um that goes beyond the the family members and and friends that are kind of chiming in but also the 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 black and white side of this uh system of of what's being collected how it's being collected and then how a, a consultant pharmacist can access it later so through the integration uh, there'll be different fields that information can go automatically into and that could be, you know, a lab report, that could be a imaging report, that could be a health history. And then from there, it can actually be compiled and put into their health profile. So through the machine learning, we'll get it into the spots that is necessary. That's one way through the integrations. The other way is by simple um, attachments. So in the personal data trust, there is attachments. So a document you can save as a PDF and then, you know, that consultant pharmacist can actually share that with the patient uh, very easily and securely. So the patient has it in their in their profile if they would they would want to. So it's a very easy log on once the uh, pharmacist is, is set up and then they can start communicating with their patient or other people on that clinical team that, um, you know, you've added to the team. Excellent. So what's exciting is that you're plugged into um, the the growth of of RPH Ally and the network that they've put together. We have uh, specialties in this network that fo focus on pediatrician uh, interaction, uh, senior care. Um, you know, our community pharmacist. Obviously, this falls in line with the technology to empower our pharmacists, especially the coming of this consultant role. When I say consultant pharmacist today. In the United States, the very first uh, thing that our listeners are thinking of right now is the long-term care pharmacist. And that's not 
what I'm talking. I mean, I, that's a part of it. But it, the consultant pharmacist of my future of what is pharmacy is that pharmacist who can walk into the home of a patient um, that that is a a patient of ABC Community Pharmacy, and the consultant pharmacist gets to actually sit down with the patient and or with the family members too, and really collect information that's very um, apparent and very uh, important to the condition, including seeing the environment that this that this person is living in. And uh, that's where home care kind of comes into this too, which um, in the network and pharmacy podcast network, we have a, a whole whole home care um, you know, segment that's talking about the expansion of community pharmacy and the world of home care, which is um, not necessarily clinical. It, it's about making meals for them or making sure that there's some light cleaning or just walking in and knowing, hey, this is all this, our, you know, remote patient monitoring technology is amazing. But every once in a while, you got to get somebody in someone's uh, home and environment to look at them in the eyes and ask them how they're doing and that's a whole part of healthcare that um, uh, kind of gets lost. And this application, this program pulls that personalization back into it because of how you've expected other people, uh, part of this patient's life to to chime in and to document um, what's happening in that patient's life. Um, tell me about integrations that you're working on so we can get excited about the future. You don't have to be specific about the systems per se. But for example, I'm a I'm a veteran pharmacy management system sales uh, sales guy and business development guy. So all of my first eight years of pharmacy was all about the uh, software side of of pharmacy. And I'm thinking of uh, integrations with community pharmacy systems. I'm thinking of um, you know integrations with libraries that um, pull clinical information and of course. Uh, the billing side, but share with our listeners kind of the future roadmap of of some of your integration ideas. I think our point click care uh, is one of the top management systems used in long-term care in North America. And they've done a really amazing job of really, you know, coordinating the electronic health record system of the the, the seniors. And that integration has allowed us to uh, in the patient portal, have access to all that information, and that flows right into somebody uh, that is a POA or a caregiver or somebody that's living in long-term care. As we know, they're very overworked, and it's difficult for people of that senior to get information. So um, through security and allowances, we can get that seamlessly sent over to the caregivers. That's one that has been released. So we're going to be launching that in the United States with different long-term care facilities, which will include having access to all the pharmaceuticals and, you know, um, care plans and so forth. Uh, the next one is we we aren't looking at doing an integration right now with for. Uh, what we are looking at is building a, a scannable uh, tool that pharmacists can actually just scan up the uh, the document that lists all their medications and have that uh, completely built into um, a medication list that is secure on the platform. It's too many times you walk into a patient's home and how many times do they say, can I see your list of medication? And they go, you know, to their you know fridge and and find it that's where they securely were told to to keep it just in case they went to the emerge and then you can uh take that piece of paper and have it just uploaded very efficiently into your system and then be able to share that and do studies on it 
We've also taken um, what's called the medical search. So I, I love to do research and uh, see trends and being up to date with the most relevant medical information. So if you type in, you know, what's the interaction with a certain pharmaceutical, it'll go into the most relevant uh, free PubMed articles and come up with a list of the top 10. And you can do some research right on your system with that. Uh, the future roadmap will be uh, um, providing more people on the professional team and the uh, pharmacist can actually have vendors that they're they're connecting with and getting information. So it's really creating that professional team atmosphere and then ultimately sharing the information with the patient or client. Well, I tell you what, Sean, you brought a um, interesting interview to the pharmacy podcast and uh, appreciate that with uh, Tambos and what the future holds. Um, what are your ideas, Sean, for the platform, especially when we have champions like uh, Dr. Jamie Wilkie out there who's just, you know, teaching um, hundreds of pharmacists how to build their own businesses. So what are your ideas for this platform? Are you talking overall RPHLA or are you talking for the Tamboos RPHLA product launch? No, more about the partnership with RPHLA and pushing it out to specific sectors of, of pharmacy care. Well, this is, I mean, this is a perfect example of, you know, this, this Tamboos relationship. I mean, we want to do this over and over again because, I mean, this is, this, this product with Tamboos is what Jamie's consultants need, right? I mean, this is, this is perfect. Like they've already done the studies. They want to get into consulting with PGX, and now it's like, bam, here's what you need to take that to the next level, right? I'm going to plug our PHL out here because we have the Farm BA. So if you if you haven't done the studies and you want to get into consulting but have no idea where to start, I mean, we probably don't want to start with a platform. You probably want to start with a Farm BA to like get that knowledge, and then you come back and you grab the software and you go, right? But um, yeah, I have no idea to answer that. I'm, I'm just really glad Kevin was able to struggle through his cold today to come on and talk about the software. <laughs> um, so thank you, Kevin, for joining. Um, and I just want to, I want to add to that, that. That was the first time I've heard Jess's story, right? Um, you know, and it was, I missed the first couple meetings months ago uh, with, with their, with her team. Um, but fascinating. I, I got a little bit of it last week when, when Kevin and I were preparing for the podcast, I didn't even, I didn't even know the backstory behind the Tambu's name. Love it, Jess. Love it. Great story. Thank you for sharing that. Um, but yeah, Todd, to, to answer your question, it, it's really about collaborating with everybody. Like we want to collaborate with anybody that's pro pharmacy and wants to do good by the profession. I'm really glad this conference conversation was really led from the patient, right? I mean, you know, we launched Andrea Leshtak's um, channel here a few weeks ago, the patient advocacy channel. And that, I mean, this is like, it's dead on what pharmacists need, you know, what pharmacists stand for is taking care of that patient and to now turn it around and have the conversation and this whole platform actually be built for the patient is, I think it's fascinating. Absolutely. Well, this will not be the last time you hear about this platform because we're going to have pharmacists come on in the, in the future sometime in 2023 and talk to us about the usage and best case uh, usage for Tambos. And, and I think, um, uh, Jess, you're going to learn a lot from your user and your user will probably come back to you and say, here's how we build treatment protocols and here's how we build the planning and here's how we built, um, you know, integration into um, a pharmacy management system or whatever it is. But if there's a developer's kit on the backside of this, 
don't be surprised if he has some pharmacists who are extra nerdy and they uh, they're also programmers on the side too. So um, this is exciting though. This is something that like um, like Sean was saying that we need and we're ready for because there are a bucket load of pharmacists out there ready to build their private consultancy um, for uh, patients that they know in their own communities and they want the ability to document. And we all know that if you can't properly document and um, and be able to add in other uh, vitals and other people's information that are part of the healthcare team, it's hard to it's hard to scale it. It's uh, number one, it's hard to scale it. Number two, it's hard to get paid for it. So um, we're looking forward to hearing more about Tamvos and really appreciate you, Jess, coming on the uh, pharmacy podcast and talking with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Todd. And uh, I'm just really want to say shout out to all the pharmacists out there that are you know, taking that next step and really focusing on the consultancy and, and looking for tools to embedder their patients uh, holistically. And I want to thank Sean and Kevin for, you know, building the relationship. It's always about relationship building. And if we want to take over the world, we have to have strong relationships. And Kevin, I hope you feel better because we can't do that when you're not feeling well. And yeah, thanks again for having me. And I look forward to the next time. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Sean. Um, yeah, double shout out to Kevin's family and um, hope you are feeling better uh, during this holiday season. It's not not fun to be in the holidays when you aren't feeling well. So um, definitely get better. Oh, thanks, buddy. No, I appreciate you get, all of you guys on this uh, chat today. I'm just really excited for uh, for the rest of 2022 and a very exciting 2023. So uh once again, thank you guys so much. We'll be talking really soon. Agreed. Hey, take a look at rphallyallly.com, rphally.com. If you're not signed up for that, um, it is a safe uh, space to be in the pharmacy profession. Um, it's It doesn't have the uh, anger that the Reddit uh, the chats, chats have, which... Um, I, I always go to RPHLA, feel better about our profession in comparison to some of the uh, public boards that are out there. But once again, if you're not part of the RPHLA movement, please uh, join up. Um, you're an important part of the future of pharmacy as a pharmacist and as a pharmacy professional. Um, a shout out to um, to you, Sean, for, for starting the platform and how, how far it's come. Um, and uh, how excited I am about uh, what's about to happen in 2023. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, please share this podcast with a fellow uh, pharmacist who you know wants to build their own consultancy. Let them know about Tambos. Um, and the information to get more on this will be in the show notes and will all obviously be on the rphally.com website. And with that, we thank you for listening. Thank you.